Welcome to Beyond the Microphone, a podcast about podcasters and the stories of how their shows came together, grew, and what they discovered along the way. I'm your host, Adam Burrell. So some of you that are regulars here on the podcast may notice I have a little bit of a different background today. I'm in the process of moving out of my corporate office that I've had for about five years now into working from home, which is a big change for me because I'm not a big work from home guy. Um, And I think partly that has to do with the fact that I have an Australian cattle dog whose mission in life is to protect the perimeter. So garbage truck goes by, whatever, she's in in her zone, right? Um, I've got a three-year-old who's running around and he likes to knock on the door when he knows daddy's home. So um, so this will be a, you know, a little bit of a different change for me. But um, Today, kind of my pre-topic that I want to talk about a little bit before we get into our guest interview is about leaps of faith, because really, that's what I'm doing here. Um, Part of the reason why I I moved out of my corporate office when I did is I didn't want to sign another one-year lease, because that would have taken me through the end of next summer, and I'm actually planning on moving up to the San Francisco Bay Area, where I'm originally from, early next summer after this school year. Um, which is a big leap of faith for me. Um, I've lived in the San Diego area for, I don't know, 15 or so years now, and it's not like I don't like this area. Um, But being from the Bay Area, I mean, I grew up in the Redwoods. I grew up, you know, hiking the mountains, the Marin Headlands, like all the open space around Marin County. Um, And I'm really, you know, looking to get back there and kind of back to my roots and I, most of my family is still up there. So, you know, something I, because I have four kids, um, something that's become really important now, you know, that I want for my kids is to be able to grow up around their cousins. So it's a big leap of faith. Um, fortunately, I live in a world where I can work anywhere. Um, so, you know, it's not like I have to go find a new job or whatever. Um, so that, that should be easy. But you know, it's a leap of faith. I don't know what that life is going to look like. My wife loves to surf. What's what's that going to look like for her? It's going to be a different environment that she's going to be in. So we're both, you know, all of us are taking a leap of faith. Um, and, you know, certainly when I got into podcasting, and much like many of you guys who are listening here today, when you got into podcasting, I imagine it was a big leap of faith. So many of us that get into it, myself included, I mean, I didn't really have any speaking experience um, definitely would have never envisioned myself being on a podcast. Um, my older brother's an actor, so I was I was very content and happy growing up because he liked the attention, and I didn't really want it for myself. So I'm like, eh. um, so I, I don't know. I just really could never envision myself um, being and doing this work that I do in podcasting. Um, but you know, for me getting into it, I wanted to make a difference around talking about mental health and normalizing that conversation, talking about burnout, anxiety, mindset, emotional courage, things like that. So um, in wanting to make a difference, I had to get myself out of my comfort zone. I had to demonstrate some emotional courage and put myself out there in an area that was scary. It was a big leap of faith. But I'm not new to leaps of faith. I've done this before. And, And the more times that you do it, I think the more confidence that you gain. I used to be, um, well, so many of you know that my main job is as the CEO of this IT consulting company, and I've been a software developer the core of my career. But I got into wedding photography back in 2008, I think it was, and that was a big leap of faith 
Um, I just had a friend who asked me if I could photograph his wedding. I never had any interest or had conveyed any interest in photography even before that, but um, just looking to help him out, I, I did that. And, and then I wanted to actually make a career out of it. Ended up shooting about 200 weddings all through the, the world, in fact. Um, so that was a big leap of faith. That was really probably the biggest one um, in my life up to that point. And like I said, I mean, the more times you do it, the more comfortable you get being in that space and knowing how putting yourself outside of your comfort zone is one of the major catalysts for growth, personal growth. So um, I want to you know, commend everybody who's, who's here listening that, that you know, got into the scary world of podcasting when, you know, when you first get into it. It's, it can feel overwhelming and intimidating, but you're doing it. So you've taken the leap of faith and thanks for finding your way here. Um, and with that, let's go ahead and introduce our guest here today. Her name is Becca Murphy. She's the host of the Blue Rose podcast, whose guests are authors, athletes, wellness educators, artists, and humans. In the Blue Rose podcast, Becca explores the idea of play. The Blue Rose podcast has 75 published episodes with an average rating of five out of five. So well done, Becca, and welcome to Beyond the Microphone. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yeah, so I know that you are a Pacific Northwester. Um, mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about your background, you know, where in the Pacific Northwest you're living and what ultimately led up to your own leap of faith in getting into podcasting. Yeah, well, um, let's see. So I'm in Bend right now, um, but so I mean, I grew up here, but I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to land yet. Um, I just got back from Switzerland, actually. Mm. I was working on this organic farm. And so I just actually got back last week and just kind of deciding between do I want to stay in Bend and kind of build my community or do I want to move to like Denver, somewhere in Colorado. Um, but I'm definitely staying Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I studied journalism in college actually. And I just like never loved college, like never really wanted to be there. And so I figured out any way I possibly could to just like leave. Um, so I studied abroad for a year and then um, COVID happened. And so I graduated like right when COVID was Where, where was your study abroad, by the way? Uh, I studied abroad in New Zealand and in London. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where my love for like the outdoors came from. But then also like I love London because there's this like big artsy piece of me as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so then... I graduated college, could not find a job for the life of me because COVID. Um, so then I decided to move to Madrid and I taught English for a year. And in that time, so it was like around the end of my college career that I was like playing with the idea of starting a podcast. And then as we do, we talk ourselves out of it a million times. And mm -hmm. so I like originally wanted to do this like health and wellness thing. And then I was like, I don't have enough to say. I have no idea what I'm going to say. And so then I kind of just put it on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And then I was in Madrid and I was like, I just need something fun to do. Like I need a creative project. I miss interviewing people for journalism. Um, I miss talking to people. And so uh, that's kind of how it was born. I was honestly just on this mountain with my friend and I was like, do you want to record a podcast with me? And so I just kind of started recording it like when I was hiking or when I was out running and I was like in a park and, um, or I went out with a friend and we were talking about something interesting and I was like, do you want to just like record a podcast on this? And that's kind of how it was born. 
um, for podcasting. So yeah, I love that. I love the background with the travel. And um, like you, I think I find myself being like an outdoorsy guy, but also mm-hmm. I like city stuff. I'm kind of it's funny because my wife and I have this conversation a lot. Like, in fact, when we've you know, it, it's been years we've been talking about where's our next adventure going to be, right? Is it going to, are we going to stay here in San Diego? Um, are we, what are we going to do, right? I, I always kind of wanted to get back to the Bay Area. And I think what I, what I really love about being up there and what I mentioned in my intro, it's like, in my opinion, some of the best hiking in all of the world. I mean, you've got the redwoods, you've got the mountains, you've got all the, all this chaparral open space, you've got the beaches, you've got, Point Reyes National Seashore. I mean, all these amazing places, but then you're really just on, you know, if we're talking about Marin County, you're just north of the Golden Gate Bridge. So you have the whole San Francisco urban city um, scene down there with, you know, and for me growing up, I, I think it was very unique in that, like, even as an elementary school kid, they would put us on buses and have us go to the symphony and have us go to the art museums and all, and like, this old San Francisco Mint. I mean, all these old, like, kind of historical, cultural, artistic um, experiences that, that were great for us growing up because they also would bring us to the Redwoods. So, mm-hmm. you know, having that that diversity, I think, was amazing. And I think, you know, something for me, I, I, I don't know if maybe you were touching on it a little bit in your intro, but... I never really i I kind of liked the idea of traveling, but I think there was something f- like fear based in me that really didn't that was holding me back from getting into traveling. I didn't go to well now I will say I lived in Costa Rica for a period of time when I was like in my mid twenties and that's where my oldest daughter was actually born mm-hmm. um but then I really didn't do any international travel until. I was like 38 years old and my older brother was getting married in Manchester, which is where his wife is from. So that was my first time in Europe. Um, And in fact, like at that moment in time, I was just fresh off getting divorced and stuff like that. So I really found myself in traveling, like like literally me dealing with my divorce and kind of now trying to reinvent some individuality in myself, which I never really even had, you know. I just never really was had the maybe the strength enough to like overcome the fear and get into traveling because it's such a great way to just find yourself and find that individuality. And so for me coming off my divorce, that's how I found myself and and what really fires me up and fills my cup. So um so I did the wedding in Manchester, which we also went to Paris and London and Amsterdam. And like immediately was hooked. And uh, two months later, then I went back by myself to um, Barcelona, Rome, Florence, Italy. And since then, I've, you know, although I haven't traveled internationally for a while, it's just been a little bit difficult with young kids. Um, I, I just absolutely love it. So give me some of your takes on, you know, in terms of like, traveling and just putting yourself out there being an outdoorsy person you know what do you think that speaks to within yourself that really kind of stimulates something in you that that just wants you to do it more and more and more yeah well I mean when I was younger I just I never had this like travel-based fear I had a lot of fear around a lot of other things um for me like career-based fear was a big thing Um, But like as for traveling, I was just like, I just love going to new places. 
And I'm just, it's so stimulating to, to, to be in a new place and be like, I have no idea where I'm going. I have no idea what that person just said to me. Um, and I just like had so much fun doing that. And I think like once you do it, like you said, like the more you do it, the more you realize like, okay, I can do these things. and like, I'm going to be fine. And it just teaches you so much. Like, like you said, you found yourself. I mean, I've learned so much about life just like through missing flights and like not going the right way on the train and like Mm -hmm. just like giving myself a lot of grace um when those situations happen and I've met you know some of my best friends now that like I have friends in Argentina I have friends in London um and so I think for me it's just given me a very diverse set of skills and a very diverse set of like knowledge as a young 20 year old and especially going into podcasting I think talking to people from other countries and talking to people you know I was a teacher so like just working with kids like I think that's maybe where the idea of play like kind of came back is like I just want to like have fun and I just want to talk to people and I don't want these conversations to be like they just don't need to be super serious like they can just Mm -hmm. be fun and they can be lighthearted and they can be you know outside on a mountain or they can be in a coffee shop which might be too loud for a podcast but um just not really like taking away perfection of kind of like what you were saying is that I think travel and like all of those experience has really just taken away any any ability I had to do anything perfectly because it like it is so messy to travel to other countries um so yeah yeah it's such a good metaphor for just life in general because I mean looking back you know to myself like being in my 20s I had all these ideas and belief systems about how I thought the world was Mm -hmm. and the world will be right. And, you know, then you just, you just kind of get into like a routine of like, you know, if something kind of doesn't fit that belief system or that box, it's like weird. And it's like, you know, I don't know, but like, then you go traveling, you have to, um, really question your belief systems. I mean, when you travel, you start to question your belief systems. Like for me, when I started to travel internationally, um, you know, just, I think we're so insulated here growing up in the U S that we're so accustomed to just having all these comforts, which we don't even realize that we have until we go somewhere else. Like, um, you know, one thing I I think that's interesting is in Italy is like, you go to the grocery store, you, you are not allowed to touch any produce with your hands. There are gloves and you were like, I did this the first time I walked in. I just kind of walked in. I, I, I don't even, I think I walked past the gloves. I don't even think it registered to me what they, they would be for. And I started, you know, just picking up the produce and looking at it. And then I kind of was looking around and I'm like, everybody has gloves on. I shouldn't be touching this. Oh my God, where are the gloves? You know? So it's like, it's just finding the way that people are different in different parts of the world and their mm-hmm. own belief systems really kind of has you then peeling back the, the belief system layers in ourselves, getting down to then what's core. What's, mm-hmm. What are the fundamental things about ourselves that, uh, that, that is the truth, that is your higher spirit, that is that fountain of you know intuition and curiosity and, and stuff like that. And, and traveling, it's just such such a great way to to explore and to peel back those layers yeah yeah for sure and it's definitely taught me like I'm kind of at a point now where I'm ready to not travel as much um I've been traveling for the last few years just a lot and so I've been moving around a lot and so now I'm at a point where I'm like all right I could 
I could sit still for a little bit, you know, like yeah. there's this big trend in being a digital nomad. And for a while I thought that maybe that was what I really wanted to do. Um, and like, I like the idea, but I, I'm not so sure anymore that that's what I want to do. Um, but I wouldn't have known that if I like didn't go try and do those things. And so I guess for me, traveling has just taught me that like the only way to figure out if I want to do something is to go do it. And also not having any like shame or embarrassment if I decide to change my mind and be like, oh, yeah, you know what? that wasn't for me. Oh, totally. And and it, it kind of goes back to the what I was saying before. I think we just get into these like belief systems or thinking, you know, in our earlier years of, of like identities, like I'm this identity and this is how people perceive me. So this is how I have to operate. Otherwise, they won't understand me. And and then, yeah, through travel or life or whatever, as you get older, I think you kind of start to um, care a little bit less and less about those things. And and I think a great metaphor, because you, you talk about wanting to kind of just stay in one place for a little bit, it's kind of just like coming home to yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you if you kind of relate it to working out, like you have to, in between working out, you have to have those rest periods. So like for you traveling, that's like the expiration, that's pushing the boundaries, that's like exercising that muscle within you that that helps you explore and expands. It's expanding mm-hmm. your, your knowledge and your horizons, right? But then kind of coming back to yourself and remembering that grounded feeling, I think it's, uh, it completely makes sense um, that you would want to do that. Something funny, a real quick story that I'll share kind of about that coming back home um, experience. So after I lived in Costa Rica, um, I was there for maybe eight months or so. And it lived in the jungle. And like, again, I had my kid there, like at my house where I lived in the jungle. So I lived jungle life where, especially in the jungles of Costa Rica, you realize pretty quickly that nature is going to dominate and whatever ideas you have are going to be superseded by nature and bugs and animals and everything. Mm-hmm. And so when I left Costa Rica and then came back to the Bay Area at the time, Foster City's kind of suburb um, where I was living at the time. And, the, you know, they have this massive, big, giant grocery store. And I remember just fresh out of the jungle. My hair was super long. Um, I was wearing clothes that were just, you know, all ratty from just being in, like, the humid jungle environment for as long as I lived there. And then just walking through the produce section. I, I don't know why I keep talking about produce sections, but maybe right. it's a thing that I have. Great section. Um, <laughs> um, but walking through and it's like totally brightly lit up with the neon lights and just looking. I remember I picked up a bell pepper and I didn't have my gloves on because I was back in the U.S. But picking up a the brightest, reddest, most gigantic red bell pepper and just being like, holy shit, this is what bell peppers are, are can look like because the ones that I would get I, I lived at the end of the road, like close to the pan, uh, Panamanian border in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. So pretty much what we got at the little market, the little pulperia at the end of the at the end of the driveway was what the rest of the markets between San Jose and where I lived just didn't want. And and so, yeah, it's just the coming home after after a long travel journey is is really, really interesting. So let's get back to the podcasting Um and I think a lot of the podcast, you know, origination kind of starts in the same way. It's just like you're having an awesome conversation. Maybe you're you're having some wine or whatever with a friend and you're just like riffing on some, you know, creative inspiration and, and ideas and stuff like that. 
So going from there, what was your process like in terms of like concepting, you know, the name of your podcast, the podcast description, what if you were going to focus on a niche or whatever, like talk to us a little bit about maybe that concept between when you first had the idea that you wanted to do it until then you started actually recording episodes. Yeah. So honestly, like that initial period of like, yeah, what am I going to call it? What that? who doesn't spend like a million years doing that, like trying to figure that out. And then you realize eventually that it just doesn't matter. Um, and so I spent like weeks being like, what do I call my podcast? Like, what is my cover going to be? What is my description? Um, and then I was actually living with a good friend of mine at that time. And she was just like, honestly, just like, just do it. Just like name it something, do something. And so I, I originally, it was actually called, Hey, it's Bex. Um, and so the, for the first year of the podcast, that's what it was called. It was different cover art. Um, and honestly, there was not really any focus. I was just like, I like wellness, outdoors and balance. Like that's, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of how that started. And then after I had no consistency either, like I did not put any pressure on myself to record, to find guests, to do anything, um, because I felt like if I put too much structure around it, I was just going to not do it. And I was going to stress mm -hmm. myself out. And totally. so, and some people don't work like that. I just was like, I know for me, like, I don't want to be disappointed in myself if like, I don't record an episode this week. Mm -hmm. Um, so then fast forward, like a year has gone by. I've only interviewed like my friends. This is like very informal. Like I said, I'm hiking, I'm skiing, I'm doing whatever. Um, and then I was like, I actually really like this thing. Like, this is kind of fun. And I went a whole year and I did it and like, I didn't hate a second of it. So I was like, there's something there. Awesome. And so then this year I kind of took January off and I like reassessed um, and I renamed it. I rebranded. I actually took a minute to be like, all right, what do I want to actually focus on? And then I set a goal to have like 12 guests on this year. Okay. And then my goal this year was to get to like a hundred episodes um, we're almost there. We're at 75. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, this year I actually, I took it more seriously. And so for me, I needed that process of understanding if it was something I actually wanted to do and giving myself a room for trial and error before I decided like, okay, this is how I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, you just kind of like researched online or, you know, what process did you go through to, to put more structure around your podcasting? Yeah. So I started listening. I mean, I started listening to a lot more podcasts. I mean, I've always listened to podcasts, but now I started listening to them to be like, oh, like how do they ask questions and how can I do this better? And then I was listening to like, just where do you edit your podcast? And then I got Riverside because I, you know, it was like that debate of StreamYard and Riverside. And so just mm -hmm. kind of being more in the podcasting communities, being on Facebook groups, um, and just kind of trying to implement myself into the podcasting community a bit more because to be honest with you the first year that I did it I just like didn't know that podcasting was such a big thing um but you don't know things unless you know things it's mm -hmm. it's like you know if if my life is podcasting like the people and the things that I see are going to be podcasting but if your life is like I don't know basketball then all you're going to focus on is basketball sure. and so for me I I didn't realize it was like such a big thing um, and so then, yeah, I just started finding little resources here and there and learning things as I went. And, uh, like I used to record on zoom and then I realized how terrible the audio quality was. 
Um, so yeah, like I still record on voice memos on my phone when I do my, my solo episodes. Like it's still a very informal practice for me. But it works. And I love that you touched on before, like, um, this idea of chasing perfection. And, and, um, as I mentioned before we got started, it's, it's a topic I, I'm pretty fascinated by, um, mm-hmm. and I've been on both ends of it. Like I had a podcast before this one called the change. And I think, you know, that was my first one. So in order to feel that what I was delivering would be looked at and kind of received as like, oh, this is kind of well done. Like I was definitely kind of in this chasing perfection mode. I wanted to have high production value. I wanted to make sure that, like we were spending a crazy amount of time with editing. I mean, I'd listen to it a single episode probably like three times before we published it. Like you know, picking out little things I didn't like or whatever, moving stuff around. And I was paying for a sound engineer who was really good, but also expensive. And kind of when I set out to do Beyond the Microphone, um, it was with intentionality to to not chase perfection um, and also make it like burnout avoidable. Um, meaning like with, with The Change, my first podcast, I was, you know, I'd interview authors. So I'd read their books and I you know, just the editing, like I mentioned, I was spending so much amount of time and I did get burned out, but with beyond the microphone, like I don't do pre-interviews, right? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people do and it's fine. Like if you need to meet with your guest to vet them or to get some background or maybe just to explore what the, the angle on an episode conversation might be like fine. But like, I found it for me, um, it's, it's, it's unnecessary time that I don't need to prepare and do the episode. Like I used to also like script my intros and script my outros and record them at different times after the after I've listened to the interview after the fact. But it all adds up. I mean, there's so much time that that goes into that. But now with Beyond the Microphone, I just kind of, you know, you got a questionnaire from me. You filled it out with your bio and, and some interesting information about yourself, which is really all I need because I... Although I do have a script that I come ready with, with some backup questions, if I find that I, I need to kind of have, you know, more injection yeah. and keep a yeah. conversation going, I have some guidance there. But really, I just, I, you know, I, with Beyond the Microphone, I just script like the guest intro, which I did when I introduced you and um, the outro is just your bio. And, uh, and, and I let these conversations be very organic. Like I haven't even looked at this once to to pull up one of my standard questions. And so, um, you know, a couple more questions for you before we go to wrapping up. Um, you mentioned Riverside. So you're recording on Riverside. How are you editing? Um, I used Audacity for a while. Um, and now I'm using Logic on um, just Apple. Okay. And eventually maybe I would like to use Adobe, but I think right now for me, um, since I do it so informally, like there's so many, I don't need all the fancy tools. Like I just need something that's going to yeah. make it sound good. So that's, yeah. yeah. We just started using, and, and granted, I will say we're partnered with Descript and I get a little, if people sign up with my Descript um, partner code, I get a little um, commission there. But I will say like genuinely, we started using Descript about two months ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I produce four podcasts. So I'm pretty, you know, my whole team's busy with all of those. Like, you know, daily we're, we're constantly doing editing or marketing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like with intentionality around um, time management, I had to get away from this model of like 
being so nitty gritty when it came to editing. And like I said, we were using a sound engineer. He was great, but I, again, to just streamline everything, we we explored Descript, and it, it was a number one game changer for my team because, um. I just drag the audio files in there. It does all the transcription. It's got a studio sound feature, which is going to generate, even for people that are on like a, just their iPhone or whatever, it does a good job actually making it sound like they're on a professional microphone and mm. cutting out echo and background noise and stuff like that. Um, but one of the coolest things with Descript that I love is we always do like, sometimes with some of my podcasts, we'll do like a teaser audiogram, like few days before an episode release just to kind of put it out there in social media that hey this episode's coming Mm -hmm. and so i built these templates into script and i could just what i do is i also okay so everybody probably knows here i am the founder of pod task which is an episode and podcast production management tool for systemizing and creating a workflow and it's got ai-based marketing tools so what i do is once i have the transcript into script I'll spit out the transcript. I plug that into PodTask and I click a button that says generate quotes or generate show notes. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm using tools to really just, you know, make the whole thing streamlined. So when I want to do the audiograms now, I go into PodTask, click, you know, generate quotes. I'll be like, okay, that's it'll generate like four or five quotes from the transcript that are impactful. And I'll say, okay, that's a perfect one to use for like an audiogram and then I'll go find it in the main episode and I'll, I'll copy that section and make it what's called a new composition into script and then go to my templates and say, you know, import template. And so within a couple of minutes, I have my whole audiogram built. Yeah. And so again, it's just, you know, I find for me when you get into like kind of like the business mode of podcasting, you really have to think about time management. Is that, are you kind of getting to that stage in your own journey where, where you're kind of, you know, thinking about, you know, um, kind of that separating or, or saving time for your personal life where your podcasting isn't really just kind of all consuming of everything that you're doing? Um, well, kind of, but also it is something I would like to make a career out of. Um, I've actually started doing podcast production and management for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just like absolutely love it. So for me, it's not really something that I'm like, yeah, but I guess for my own episodes, yes. Like sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, you cannot spend this much time editing this episode and like creating socials. And then if you, if you have like a YouTube channel or there's so many things now that like, Number one, stepping away from perfection has, like, it's a good thing I'm not a perfectionist. Like, with my own stuff, with other people's stuff, I am, like, exactly what you need is what you'll get. Right, Um, right. But for me, I've definitely, like, taken a step back and been like, okay, I cannot spend this much time um, doing those things. But that's a really cool tool. I've actually never heard of um, PodTask. Yeah. um, Cool. So you'll, well, just FYI, you'll get a a nice little promo code. um, Cool emailed from PodTask that will give you three months free. Um, so definitely at least explore it um, and check mm-hmm. that out. All right. Well, as we wrap up here today, a um, couple final questions. Number one, um, can you tell our audience how, if they want to find out more about you or you know, kind of follow what you're doing? Do you have like a travel blog or anything like that? 
I don't. Um, my, my a lot of my travel stories are actually just in my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find me at the Blue Rose Podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, and then um, I'm on Instagram at Becca Blue Rose. But then I'm also I just started a Substack, and so that'll kind of be where everything will be for my newsletter and the updates for the podcast, as well as more writing stuff. So that's Becca Blue Rose at Substack.com. Okay, cool. All right. So I always ask these final two questions to everybody. Um, They're on the theme of discoveries. And so the first is, and I think you've probably touched on many of them, but what discoveries have you made between when you started podcasting and now just about podcasting that maybe, you know, you'd like to share with with our audience here um, for them in their own journey in in getting into podcasting? Um, I think that it's just like, a beautiful way to dive into your own interests and also just like have this beautiful kind of journal to look back on and be like, wait, I, I did that or I had this conversation. And I think the fact that I realized that it's, it's for me and like myself and my own journey of like what I'm interested in. And that really helped me just not attach so much weight to like these conversations and and just have it be more casual is that I'm just like honestly it's just for fun and when I look back on this when I'm 75 years old and can't remember what I was doing when I'm 20 I'll be so thankful so awesome yeah that's great and yeah you're 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 creating like um like an evergreen you know moment in time of sharing stories and what what you were doing at the time, what you were interested in, kind of the way you were thinking about the world. And yeah, that'll be mm-hmm. awesome to look back on. All right. So final question, again, on the theme of discoveries, what discoveries have you made about yourself personally that perhaps you didn't know about yourself before you started podcasting? Yeah, I think podcasting was actually the, the decision that kind of just like domino affected all of these decisions of like, I won't die if I do things that scare me. Like I said, I never had travel fear, but I had a lot of fear surrounding like, what am I going to do? Like, where am I going to move? What job am I going to do? Like money. And I had so much fear around that. And so now just like the idea of moving towards things that feel good and feel aligned really came from the podcast and just realizing that like, it's not that deep, like things are going to work out and I don't need to like be paralyzed by decisions and I should do things that scare me because I mean, I would have never started podcast editing if I never started a podcast. So yeah, going back to leaps of faith, emotional courage, you know, discovering really yourself and and really what are the most important things at the end of the day. Um, So that's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And thanks for being my guest here today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Becca Murphy is a freelance writer and podcast producer. She graduated from Gonzaga University with a degree in journalism and a minor in digital marketing. Becca is from the Pacific Northwest and works to make an impact through meaningful communication, fueled by the simplicity of connection, movement, and the micro moments in life. As a seasoned traveler, podcast producer, and freelance writer, Becca gives a unique perspective on community, creativity, and wellness. She has the innate ability to foster a safe and inclusive space where curiosity is encouraged and voices are heard. Beyond the Microphone is sponsored by Podtask. Whether you're just starting out in podcasting or you've been at this a while and are looking to save time so you can focus on creating amazing content for your listeners, go check out Podtask. 
a podcast management and marketing platform designed by podcasters for podcasters. With Podtask's automated workflow and AI-based marketing tools, you'll save time and sanity and be better equipped to grow your podcasts. If you're enjoying Beyond the Microphone, please, please, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and go check out our YouTube channel as well. You can find links to all of these on our episode show notes. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time on Beyond the Microphone. Beyond the Microphone is produced and distributed by EIQ Media Group, LLC. Elevate your emotional IQ with podcasts and content focused on entrepreneurship, overcoming adversity, stories of emotional courage, women's health, aging, and more.